Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we're here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Can't forget about them true crimes. Nope, nope, nope. Back doing Ozploitation. Mm-hmm. And Creature Feature. Yes. I love Creature Features. They're one of my favorite subgenres of horror. No matter how terrible or mm-hmm. good a uh, creature feature may be, I will love it either way. So, like Jaws, obviously classic. Mm. Can we count Gremlins as a creature feature? I mean, I don't know. I never really thought about it. No, not until this point. Mm. Um, even though I'm definitely afraid of spiders in real life, mm-hmm. eight-legged freaks, I think so. it's terrible, but I love it. Anaconda, that's just to name a few. There's heaps I still haven't seen. Like, there's some in our collection mm. that we have just recently added. Yes. That I still haven't seen, but <laughs> we'll love to get to them eventually. But anyway, we are talking about the 2017 film Boar. And no, it's not a remake of Razorback. I 100% thought it was. So did I. I had to like, look this went up. into it. I had to look this up. It's not a remake of Razorback. It's inspired by Razorback, as the director Chris Sutton came out and said. There's three main inspirations for this film. Jaws, An American Werewolf in London, and obviously Razorback. Yeah. And also, for those of you who don't know, Razorback is another word for feral pig and is Aussie slang for describing them in the outback. To be honest, I've never heard that word before. Neither have I. Not until, (laughs) um, you know, we started watching... <laughs> these oh, movies. These movies. But anyway, this movie stars none other than John Jarrett, Simone Buchanan, Nathan Jones, and the one and only Bill Mosley, who some of you will know from Texas Chainsaw 2, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and The Devil's Rejects in that like Firefly trilogy, which you haven't seen yet. Nope. But you're not a big Rob Zombie fan as we. Look, he's not that bad. <laughs> um, it's weird for this movie because we just talked about. John Jarrett in our first episode playing like this psychotic killer and now he's like this. Nice man. Yeah. Like a dad. Yeah. Well, he is a dad in this film. Honestly, this was Chris Sun's first ever movie to get an MA15 rating. So his other three, Charlie's Farm, Come and Get Me and Daddy's Little Girl, all had an R18 rating. So for those of you who don't know, our rating system here in Australia, it's basically G, PG, M, MA, R, and then... All the stuff after that. <coughs> There's even stuff below G. Is which, there? Yeah. Which I don't, I can't really remember, but I'm trying to think about. I feel about, like there's like an E for like everyone or something yeah, like that. Something yeah. Something so stupid. Oh, I don't get the rating system. But yeah, <laughs> basically your G and your PG for us is like. Kids movies. Kids movies. And then your M is more, all right, we're getting into the more mature side of things. Like you can watch this. It's recommended for 15 and older. Yeah. But you can watch it. And then MA's like... Hardcore. Uh, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say hardcore. I'd say, like, we recommend that you are 15 and older. Mm. And then R's like, no, you have to be 18. But does that stop anyone here? Never stop me. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Either way, I'm ready to get into this movie. And honestly, do we really need to do a little synopsis about what this movie is? No, I reckon we just go straight into it this time. Straight into it? Yeah. So, basically, we start this movie following around this car that's driving down a rural rural road in Australia. I I did write Queensland in my notes, but that's only because I found out 
that this movie was filmed in Queensland. This town is never, ever mentioned in this movie. So we follow this car and it tries to avoid something on the road as something just like runs across it or as you would say hops because we find out it was a rabbit and we get to this couple who's bickering in the car about like how the woman didn't care if the man ran over the rabbit like she just wants to be safe yeah and then you start hearing like this growl and like oh it says in because we watch movies with subtitles like squeaking sound, squealing, sorry. And not I was like, squeaking. It, is n- it was not squealing. So what they see is like all these other boars running away That's from something. Piggies. And they're like, oh, how cool is this? But like, we should probably get out of here because that sounds pretty terrifying. And, and also like, why are they they're running from something? We should probably also run. Yeah. <laughs> and... This movie opens, like, with just, like, a cut of... You get my favourite things, the good old POV shots. Something that's in every Aussie movie we've seen so far. Mm. Um, We get a POV shot of what the boar sees. And it just rams itself into the car and it cuts to the title card. Done. Done. Mm -hmm. That's your opening scene. So, this is where we meet Ken, who is played by John Jarrett. And he's talking to someone at a servo about how something's been tearing down fences at some farms. So, he mentions he's going to uh, Pato's farm because something's been tearing down the fences. At this time, there's like an old bloke named Bob who drives past, calls him like a homophobic slur (laughs) as he drives past. And they're like, you know, the same thing's been happening at his farm too. Something's tearing down the fences, killing the livestock, Mm. like... We're getting a little bit of context as to what we might be facing off with. Yeah. The next load of characters, when we meet this like whole family of characters. So we've got Bruce, played by Bill Mosley. Robbie, which I didn't get every actor's name because... That's Hugh Sheridan. That's Hugh Sheridan, Mm -hmm. Robbie. Mm -hmm. Debbie was some... What was her name? Simone Buchanan. Yes. (laughs) I can't believe I've already forgotten. Bart and Ella. Which we I didn't get their names either. I feel like this is probably their first like yeah I feel like movie or one of their first at least like look the acting is not the your main actors like John Jarrett is pretty good. Well, I mean he kind of has to. Simone Buchanan's pretty good. Bill Mosley's pretty good. Everyone else. Everyone else is pretty bad. <laughs> but I don't expect anything less from an Aussie horror film. So they're in the car. They're just having a bit of a talk and stuff the thing that annoys me the most about this film is robbie and ella's like pda yeah it's pretty cringe it's gross like they're in the car and they're like talking about how robbie's like oh how she gives me a road head yeah like why would you say that in front of your girlfriend's parents yeah i don't know Who so knows? gross absolute douchebag Basically, it gets to a point where Bruce is like, okay, I'm pulling over the car. We're getting something to eat. He also says, like, some Australian slang wrong and Robbie kind of just attacks him on it. Well, because, all right, slight bit of context. Debbie, Robbie, Ella and Bart are all Aussies, but Bruce is an American. Yeah. So he doesn't really understand. Yeah. Tries his there's best. no need to attack the poor bloke. Well, we already know Robbie is an asshole. Yeah, Robbie is a bit of a dick. Ugh. So we then cut back to Ken. He's meeting up with his daughter at the pub that she owns and she's trying to set up for the day and he kind of pervs on Ella from a distance, like making some remarks, all the usual shit someone would say. And then we go to Robbie and Ella making out in front of this bloke or this Aboriginal man. Mm. And he's like, why don't you get a room, you two? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, 
I would if I could. That's what Robbie says. And he like asks Elle for a uh, cigarette. Like, have you got a smoke? She's like, no. He's like, do you do the vape? You know, the vapor. Mm-hmm. She's like, no. And Robbie kind of gives him 20 bucks. And yeah, thinking this, he's a homeless dude. Yeah, he thinks he's homeless. And it's funny when you just hear like the they're parked in front of a postal office and you see like his mate come out and he's like, oh, boss, chucks him a pack of cigarettes and takes the 20 bucks. He goes, thanks, mate. And just <laughs> drives, drives off. off. So this guy's name is Ernie. He's not. He's in the movie a couple of times. He's not really a main character, but he's there for a bit of comedic relief. Yeah, well, he's an Aussie icon. Yeah, he is. And they make it like a funny remark about how Robbie just gave money to the richest man in this town because he owns his own drilling company. Yeah. So that's just stupid. But at this point, Ken realizes who they are and he's like, that's Debbie Maynard, Bernie's sister. They must be coming down to come and see him. See him, And the daughter mentions like, oh, maybe they're here to save the farm as well. And he's like, how do you know about the farm? She's like, I own a pub. Like, I know everything. Yeah, because everyone talks while they're drunk. So, the next character we meet is Bernie, who's played by Nathan Jones, who is a fucking massive unit. Like, he, he is. He looks like a massive teddy bear, though. Like, he doesn't look scary. No. He used to be a professional wrestler. Like, he was in WWE for a bit, but injuries and finding out he got hit by a cement truck that's. Uh, uh, gave him nerve damage in his left arm. Mm. Like that kind of derailed his career. But now he's in all these movies and television. And yeah, he's not a bad actor. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I thought he was all right. You can only do what you've been given, really. I'm not saying the writing's terrible in this. I actually enjoy this movie. I think it's pretty good. Like for what we've seen in the past, if you go back to our I know how many runs you scored last summer. Oh, okay. Podcast. If you're comparing it to that, then sure. But it's like, it's no Wolf Creek. Yeah. It's no, well, all I can think of is Wolf Creek. <laughs> That's all I can think of. It's more like, for me, I know I'm not an actor, so I probably shouldn't like complain, but like, it's like, it's more like the delivery of the lines. Yeah. It's like later in the movie, there's some like back and forth between Bernie and another character. And it's just, is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh. It, yeah. There's not much you can say, really. <laughs> so, obviously, he meets Robbie for the first time. They're just getting all their hellos out the way. And we cut to this, like, random bloke who's, like, out at night. I feel like he's drinking a VB long neck, but because, obviously, he can't get the sponsorship or something for that, it's turned to the other side. But I, I knew what it was. <laughs> 100% I knew what it was, but I don't know. It could have been a uh, 4X gold because I, that's what they drink up in Queensland. Mm. Because they're later in the movie when, well, when we get to it, I'll explain. But, yeah, it's a 4X slab. Okay. So, this guy is like, notices his dog hasn't come back yet. And he's like, oh, you better not be rooting the old Labrador at Pato's farm. <laughs> and, again, we start to hear that squealing noise and the dog whimpering. So, he's like calling for him. His dog's name's Whiskey. Love it. Yeah. It's a pretty good dog name, actually. <laughs> and he eventually gets to where the noise is more like... Uh, Louder. Yeah. More frequent. Yeah, more frequent. And he, like, steps in this barbed wire that he's left from trying to fix the fence. And he kind of sees, like, the dog getting attacked. We don't see the dog get attacked on camera. You can just hear it. You just hear it. And he's like, get off him, you bastard. Get off him. Because... He's, like, Irish or Irish something. or British. And eventually the dog stops yelling out. 
and all of a sudden the fence starts to break and as it gets to him the barbed wire that he's standing on wraps around his leg and like rips it yeah not off but like pretty badly like the practical effects in this movie are awesome yeah i'll get to when it's bad (laughs) and again practical effects over cgi any day yeah 100%. So, he's trying to get this barbed wire off and eventually just gives up and tries to crawl away. And as he does that, he can hear the boar come closer to him. And all you see is, like, the mouth of the boar come from, like, the top of the screen. Yeah. And you're like, how big is this fucking thing? Like, how massive is this? Yeah. And... That go- he gets pulled off screen, killed off screen. Probably another thing I hate about this movie, so many off-screen deaths. When you get to the practical deaths, they're, like, awesome. Yeah. And then it's just off-screen this, off-screen that. Yeah, true. And it's like, we can't have that. So we cut back to Ken, who was at Pato's farm fixing the fence, and he's called over the radio by someone. And this is where he's learned how his daughter's name is Sasha. And as the conversation's going, they're like, obviously... We do find out eventually it's the guy he was talking to at the servo whose name is Bluey. He is like talking to him like, oh, you know, I'm a bit bored. Well, he says like, I'm a bit soft out here. So I took it as like he's bored. He's like, yeah. I'll come and help you. And Ken's like, oh, well, bring a slab of beers, a bit of ice, bring a swag, let's go. And they're like talking. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll go pick it up at the pub. I'll uh, put it on your tab, won't I? And he's <laughs> like, oh, ha, 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 very funny. <laughs> and the conversation ends and as he goes back to work, he hears the roar of the boar. And he's like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) So now we cut back to the pub where, like, there's Sasha serving patrons and there's a bit of, like, banter going back and forth and there's, like, two women there. And (laughs) one of them asks, like, when's your dad going to ask me out on a date? (laughs) She's like, oh, you know, you're too much of a woman for her. He couldn't handle you. Yeah, she goes, oh, couldn't handle a cougar like me. And I'm like, what What the fuck is this movie? But also it makes no sense because she's younger than him. Uh, I don't know what the term, like how old you have to be to be a cougar. A cougar is like an older woman with a younger dude. Oh, uh, okay. So it made no sense. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Okay, I get that now. Yes. So, this is where Blue comes in to grab the beers and the ice and some food so he can go out to Ken. And that's basically it with that. There's a lot of pointless scenes in this movie, I feel like. Yeah. But it it is, like, getting around to that story, like, we're learning that, like, it's a close-knit small town. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I like about this film. Like, you you start to feel for the characters and, like, yeah. make connections with them and you actually care about them. Yeah. So now we go back to just adding more random people into this movie to up the body count. It's a couple in a ten who are about to hook up. She is getting like, oh, I don't want to, just in case our friends Matt and Sherry are outside. And so she gives him an ultimatum. She's like, okay, if you go outside, grab me a beer, check that no one's there, I might give you a quickie. <laughs> she's, he's like, promise? Like the pinky promise shit. And she's like, yeah. So he gets out, he checks, and this is where we cut to Ken and Bluey. They're fucking pissed <laughs> off their, off their chops. slab together. Well, during the conversation, because I think Ken gets up and trips over something and (laughs) Bluey's like, how much of that slabby you drank? And he's like, more than you, mate. You drink like a fucking princess. (laughs) And it's like, typical just... Aussie blokes. Just mates being mates, really. Yeah. So, yeah, we get back to their conversation. We find out Ken's wife has 
been dead for 15 years and he's pretty upset about it still. Yeah. Like, I, I, you can get where he's coming from. Yeah. So that's why he just sort of is really protective over Sasha. Yeah. And this is where he notices that there's a campfire and he wants to go over there to check on them to make sure they're okay because he feels like they didn't know that they needed permission to camp out there. Yeah. So he just wants to go check that everything's okay. Yeah. And he cons Bluey into getting in. I call it peer pressure. Because Bluey's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Come on, mate. We'll go. And they're like, he's like, all right. So then we cut back to the woman in the tent and we can hear the boar is outside. We don't hear, well, where we find out his name is Ryan. We don't hear Ryan anymore. She's getting a bit worried. She's calling out to him thinking it's a, it's a joke at the start. Yeah. She realizes soon enough it's not. And then the noise stops and she's like, okay, Ryan, are you there? She opens the... Oh, tent? Well, she opens the tent. I was about to say tent door for some reason. She opens <laughs> the tent and Ryan's dead body just comes through with the boar's mouth like right there. And so she's trying to fight it off. Obviously, the boar just starts chewing on her arm, blood splatter, cut away to Ken and Bluey just sitting there having a bit of a rest from their long walk. And they get up and they hear the screams of that woman. And he's like, holy shit, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was weird editing because they talk about how the campfire just seems like it's getting further and further away because they're drunk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it cuts to them like- And they're like right there. Yeah, they're not even 500 meters away. And- Who knows? They use a- Well, Ken grabs the rifle that he got from the truck earlier and he's like, holy shit, look at the size of that boar. And he gives the gun to Bluey because he's like, you're a better shot than me. They shoot at it, Bluey misses, and then the boar's just- vanished yeah gone without a trace so this is like where john jarrett being an actor is like it's he brings so much life to this character yeah even though he is on for a short time like he's only in half of this movie so they get to the campsite and you can just see can just changes emotions he is distraught he's upset he's like they're just kids man like this shouldn't happen to him like boars don't do this like they don't eat people like they're just kids and bluey's like calm down mate calm down he's like no i'm not calm because he realizes there's two tents and he's like there's two other ones out here somewhere i don't know where they are so we need to go find them we need to go find them and bluey's like no we need to get the fuck out of here and he's like no i'm not going anywhere until i find those kids and make sure they're safe yeah so he Again, cons Bluey into going back to the truck to go grab more bullets because he forgot to reload the rifle with more bullets. Again, bit of back and forth. Bluey doesn't want to go, but Ken's like, you need to go. And Bluey's like, all right, I'll go. And he's like, oh, well, just get a big stick or something like so you can defend yourself because it's out there. Yeah, somewhere. So, okay, now we get to... Our next death, with which is sadly Bluey. I really liked Bluey. Yeah. He's like this sweet old man and he just wanted to help out his mate. Yeah. So he's out there by himself. He can hear the boars getting closer because it's just noises around him. He's going like, where are you, mate? Like, face me, face me. And you. this is where we really see how big this thing is. And it's huge. It's huge. Like, it's classic creature feature, just massive this massive animal. It's like a normal sort of regular-sized animal, like, on steroids. Yeah, and the camera, like, pans around and we see, like, this beast of an animal. And obviously it ends the boar, which this is where I fucking hate it. I get low budget. You don't have that much money, but it's 2017. Could you make the boar charging at someone look a bit better? Because <laughs> it's fucking atrocious. Mm. So... 
the boar charges at Bluey and it attacks him, but we don't see Bluey again. So we're going to say he died from getting one of his tusks, which I had to look this up because I was like, fuck, what are they called? Do I just say teeth or is it a tusk? It's a tusk. Do you not remember the movie Tusk? That's a walrus, not a fucking boar. They're the same thing. They're not. The things that are coming out of their mouths. Is a tusk. Yeah. I learnt that. The more you know. (laughs) Yeah, it stabs Bluey in the chest with a tusk. And that's the last we see of Bluey. Cut back to Ken hearing about this in a distance. And he's like, he's trying to find keys to a car. So he can get out of there and go find Bluey, make sure he's all right. And he finds the ID of the other bloke that was there. And he's like, where are you, Matthew? And we cut to Matthew and Sherry. And this is where we learn that the name of the girl was Hannah. Yes, the name of the girl was Hannah. Obviously, they don't know that they're dead because mm. they're trying to find their way back to the campsite. And she, he's telling her a story about this Aboriginal legend, Ayarama Yahoo. Which I should have looked up beforehand if this was real, but I feel like you wouldn't. It's probably ma- just a legend. Like- it's it's an Aboriginal legend, but I feel like you wouldn't make it up. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. It's true. Like this is a real Aboriginal legend. It, feel free to tell me, please, because I'd love to know. I honestly, I think I'd hate it if they made this up on the floor. Surely not. But if this is a real Aboriginal legend, I'd, like please mm. tell me. So yeah, he's telling her the story of this Yaramayahu. And she's like, nah, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> and obviously the story ends. We hear the boar again, just circling around. More POV shots of what the boar's seeing. Matthew's like, all right, I need you to shush because I need to hear what's out here. And obviously Sherry's just keeps going. No, your story's bullshit. <laughs> your story's bullshit. And he's like, can you please just shush? <laughs> For like two seconds, I feel like there's a boar out here. And then she like picks up this big stick and like scares him with him. And he just snaps. He's like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, whoa, that was a bit rude. And he's like, I know, I apologize. (laughs) And he's like, all right, I'm going to turn off the lights, which this is my favorite scene in this movie. This is sick. I fucking love this. Turns off the light and the whole screen goes black. We see what they see. Yeah. He turns it back on and just hears this stabbing, squelching noise. And we see that the boar has put its tusk through the back of Sherry's head, through her mouth. Now, this is why I will take practical. (laughs) Sorry, hitting the mic. I will take practical over CGI any day because this was awesome. Yeah. And then he like lifts her up and just starts chewing on her. And she's just like a rag doll in the mouth. And he's like, which makes this a little bit weird because he's like, let her go. And the ball kind of just stops. Like it understood what Matt yeah. had said. And I'm like, no. That's, <laughs> why would this animal know? Animals understand humans. Didn't you know that? Well, Lotus doesn't listen to me when she <laughs> is being a little shit. So I was like. It's because she does understand you. She knows exactly what yeah, she's, she's doing. Yeah, she's just being a little bitch, that's all. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Matt gets killed off screen. Fancy that. Sad face. Would have been... The way he gets demised, like how he's found, I would have loved to see it on screen. Yeah. So Ken obviously tracks where these two were, finds Matt's decapitated head on the ground next to his body, which, as I said... Would have loved to have seen this on screen. You also love decapitations. I do. Decapitations <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> They're the best. And then he finds Cherie, which she's not dead yet. How? I d- don't know. 
I could not tell you. She should be fucking dead. Goddamn movies and keeping people alive when they should be dead. So he's like trying to calm her down. He's like, all right, I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to do my best. And again, here's the boar. And he's like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. I'll distract the boar. I'll get it away from here and then I'll come back for you and we'll get the fuck out of here. He distracts the boar. But by the time he gets back to Cherie, Cherie's dead from all her injuries. Yeah. She should have been in the first place. (laughs) And he's like, again, he's distraught. Like, he's like feeling like that could have been my daughter. This could have been Sasha. And then the boar just rams into him and throws him against the tree. And I feel like this is the last time. Well, minus Bruce, this is the last time I really care about a character. Fair. In this film. Fair. Like, I like... I like Bernie. I like Debbie. I fucking hate Robbie. Yeah. Ella's a, a fucking annoying bitch. Yeah. Bart's pretty cool, though. Nah, he's annoying. But he doesn't say much, though. I would have loved more. But, like, more. what he does say, like, he is annoying. All right, that's fair enough. So, obviously, he says to himself, I'm coming for you, Marianne, which was his wife's name. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming to see you now. And then as he gets killed by the boar, he just screams out for his daughter. Yeah. We then cut back to Bernie and everyone having breakfast. And again, there's some bullshit story by Robbie because Bart asks if they can take a gun to the lake because we find out they're going to Pato's farm to go have a swim in the lake, have a picnic lunch, all that type of shit. Sounds delightful. It does sound delightful. (laughs) And Bart asks if... They can bring a gun and they all settle on bringing one even though Debbie is against it. Yeah, but it's just for protection. Robbie's like, oh, you know, I could shoot a can from 50 metres away, 25 maybe even. (laughs) Bart's like, but you were at the carnival and you couldn't even shoot a metal duck from two metres away. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that game was bullshit. And then the cringe again was like Ella saying, oh, but you were still a winner that night. Gross. (laughs) Insinuating they fucked each other in front of the family. I wouldn't say shit. Makes me so uncomfy. If if you've seen this movie and you have seen the size of Nathan Jones, I would not say shit around him like that when you're fucking his niece. Just in case. I don't trust myself. (laughs) Yeah. If you are sleeping with his niece, I would not say that. I'd be terrified. Yeah. He could, like, squish you with, like, between his finger and his thumb. Well, he does say when he first meets him, I can crush your skull with my bare hands. Yeah. And then he goes, no, nah, I'm just mucking with you, mate. But, it's all good. Nice to meet you. just ya. keep it in the back of your mind, man. Yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind. So they all get up and he goes, he calls him Robbie. Mm. And this is where, like, the ultimate douchebag, he's like, oh, I like to be called Robert. Bernie's like, nah, I like Robbie better. <laughs> And he's like, oh, fuck that, man. Oh, like, why is he calling me that? We now go back to the pub and this random dude who we find out. Oh, no, sorry. His name is not Damo. That's a bloke he's with there. He smacks Sasha on the ass. And he's like, oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? You like a good smacking. And she just lets loose. Like, good. she's like, you don't fucking touch me. I'll rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. Rah, rah. And she's, he's like, no, nah, you love that. You love that. And she just punches him and he's like, get the fuck out it's of my It's so pub. satisfying. Like, oh, you're bleeding all over my floor. Get <laughs> out. And obviously he calls her slur. And little does he know, Bernie's walking in at the same time. And as he goes to like try and fight her, Bernie grabs him and slams his head against the the table he was sitting at. He's like, you need to learn some fucking respect. (laughs) And Sasha's like, get him out. And he just picks him up, just literally picks him up, puts him against the wall. As Bruce and everyone's seeing this and Bruce makes the remark, this is why you let him call you Robbie. And he's like, yeah, I get that now. (laughs) 
Like, I get that. So, obviously, Bernie goes in to ask if Sasha's all right. She's like, you know I was handling that, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I was just helping you finish it. It's all yeah. good. Just doing the cleanup. Again, just like another encounter between the two characters. Well, the first encounter between the two characters. Yeah. And then we cut to them at the lake. And this is where, like, Bruce and Debbie are sitting up in the sand. Of course, Robbie and Ella are doing their own thing. And Bernie and Bart are in the lake. Yeah, they're just having a bit of fun. But Debbie's like, be careful. Like, you could hurt him. And he's like, your mother's gone soft. <laughs> he comes out of the lake and he explains to him, like, look, I'm going to be gone for half an hour. I need to go find Bluey and Ken. They didn't come back because, which I forgot to mention, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I like just flicking through stuff. Sasha mentioned that they hadn't called and she was worried about her dad. And Yeah, because they should have even been back by now. Yeah, and asks Bernie if he can go find them. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I can do that for you. So, yeah, he leaves. Bruce is like, do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no, nah, mate, you're all good. Like, you stay here, protect the family. And he calls him Burn and he goes, nah, don't like Burn. Bernie. It's Bernie, mate. Like, and then... As he leaves, he's like, Bruce is like, he scares me. And Debbie's like, yeah, he does that to a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get Bernie driving in his car and singing along to Ice Ice Baby. It's the best scene ever. And I feel like it was a missed opportunity because when the line of like Pound of Bacon comes out, if you were like, because we had the subtitles on, the the line of Pound of Bacon, that's when, because obviously eventually the boar comes and like. T-bones him. Yeah, puts the car off track and destroys the fucking car. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it if it, like, hit him at the pound of bacon sign. Yeah. It was, like, a pound of bacon and then the ball's, like, bang. I'm like, fuck you. Missed opportunity. Yeah, just a little bit. So, yes, they, like, it cuts back to where everyone else is. They're, like, oh, did you hear that? And, obviously, Bruce and Robbie heard it, so they go check it out. And it cuts back to Bernie. He's injured, but he's not really... Like, he's bleeding. Cause like, like, he's like, just he got a cut head. above his head. But like, he also he's... can't get out of his car because... Where the ball hit, it hit in the door. Yeah. So he can't get out. So he's like kicking and kicking and finally gets out. Yeah. And he grabs a rifle and goes to hunt this ball. Now we cut back to Bruce and Robbie like walking around. uh, And Robbie mentions to Bruce that he wants to marry Allie, as he calls her. Yeah. And Bruce is like, yeah, guys have only been together for like a couple of months. Like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, she's the one. And he's like, you know, marriage is hard work. Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, you got to make sure. And then Robbie's like a douchebag. Yeah. Again. And he's like, well, you know, who are you to tell me? Like, how many times have you been married? And that, and Bruce is like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to tell you, do it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just trying to help him out. Yeah, but also because he said that he's been in Ella's life for a really long time, she feels like he is her dad, so he just wants to protect her. And yeah. he's also like, you know, I actually don't really know that much about you. And then Robbie gets all upset and mad about something. Yeah. And, like, just starts to walk off. Yeah, and then we go back to the pub. And Sasha's trying to call her dad and she's getting worried and we see that we see Ernie again and he's like, You're right? And she's like, No, like my dad said he would be back in the morning, he hasn't been back yet. Like I'm getting a bit worried. <laughs> and then she tries to call Bernie. Bernie doesn't answer. She's like, All right, I'm gonna go up there by myself and I'll go see where they are and like see if they're okay. <laughs> so then we cut back to Bruce and Robbie and they hear the growls of that boar. And then like, they see him. They see him. They see him in all his glory. 
And this is where Robbie is the fucking biggest pussy I've ever seen. So he annoying. pushes Bruce to the ground. In front of the ball. In front of the As ball. As a sacrifice. And just runs because he's like, fuck this. And yeah, obviously the ball in that terrible, terrible CGI charges after Bruce and decapitates him by biting his head off. Again, in terrible CGI. Yeah. And this is where Bernie catches up to him and he shoots the ball. The ball drops Bruce's head and then that's it. That's all we say the ball. The ball runs away and Bernie's like, fuck. And he like runs back to where the family is. Yeah. We then cut back to Debbie, Ella and Bart and they just see Robbie like bolting out like run. You like got to run. And they're wondering where Bruce is. Like where's Bruce? And he's like, no, just like let's get out of here. Run, run away. And Debbie's like, no, where's Bruce? And Robert goes, he's dead. Yeah. And they're like, that's not funny. That's Yeah, it's like, not funny. And he's like, I'm not joking. And then they're getting worried. And then all you hear is Bart say, watch out. And in the most, don't care if it's in terrible CGI. It's satisfying. That boar does everyone a fucking favor <laughs> and runs through and collects Robbie and kills him. Thank you. Thank you. Don't have to see him on my screen anymore. <laughs> and then obviously Ella is distraught. Bernie comes back and he goes, all right, we got to get out of here. And they run away. We cut to them walking through, like, the bushland mm. at night time. Bart trips over because they hear the ball coming. So, they start running. And Debbie's like, don't move. And what's the first thing Bart does? He moves. He moves and the ball drags him away. And then they go hide out in this shed. And Debbie is, like, attacking Bruce now. Like, why didn't you save my son? Like, he's dead now because of you. And Bruce is like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't. Bernie. Bernie, sorry. Bernie is... <laughs> so many beanies. I know. Bernie is like, I'm sorry. Like, I should have done something. Like, yeah. he's upset. He's just lost his nephew. Debbie's just like still attacking Taking, him. Yeah. So, this is where they're like, all right, it's getting cold. We should get Kindle and firewood so we can start a fire. And Bernie is like, okay, I'll go out. I'll go out and I'll... Grab the wood. Like, I've got a knife. You guys just stay here. And as soon as he opens the door, the boar's there <laughs> and he starts like slashing at it, stabbing it, and he gets the girls out of there safely. And I laughed at this again because he goes to attack the boar again, like stabbing at it and slashing and it like knocks him over. He throws the knife and as he goes to grab it, the boar just stands on it like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, this is a smart fucking pig. Yeah. Like, but it makes no sense. I feel like sometimes it's almost like got like a sort of like supernatural sort of element to it where yeah. it's like humanized and can think like a human and things like that. It's not yeah. just a regular wild animal, you know? No. And obviously without no knife, he just starts to punch the shit out of it Love and it. gets a tusk in the stomach for doing that. Mm -hmm. And the boar like throws him off and rips his abdomen. Yeah. And you see it because he like lifts it up. And he's like, oh, like, oh fuck. And I was like, dude, why would you lift it? Like, don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch it. You're going to get it infected with your dirty hands. So the fight goes into the shed again. He's, again, just trying to punch it, get it off him. And then the ball, like, eventually flips him over and starts standing on his back. And you hear, like, the cracks. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, Bernie's dead. Like, he's I don't dead. know how they killed this unit of a man. But they the did it. the floor is like 10 times the size of him. Yeah. So now it's just Allie and Debbie and they're walking and Allie actually says something pretty smart. She goes, Bart, watch this documentary about how grizzlies were scared of fire. Would you reckon it would work for a ball? And Debbie's like, you know what? Let's just try it. Yeah. 
And so they make little spot fires and then they get their torches ready. Obviously, the boar appears out of nowhere again. One good thing about this movie is the jump scares are pretty good. Yeah, no. Because, like, he just appears when you're not expecting him to appear. Yeah. And so they start trying to attack her with the fire. Obviously, it doesn't work. And he gets mad. It just, yeah, makes the boar mad (laughs) and then trips him over and he's got... Ella's leg in his jaws and at this point you can just see the lights of a car coming towards him and so all you see is this you just drive off and hit the ball straight away and yeah. we find out it's Sasha she's come to save everyone yeah and bit of shit riding here she goes grab the rifle from the back seat the rifle it's a shotgun it pulls out a shotgun same same <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, obviously, the ball gets killed with a shot to the eye, which is a pretty cool, like, again, terrible CGI, but... I was also like, I feel like one shot wouldn't kill that thing. Well, it Debbie shot it in the side where the skin, like, was broken. Mm. Obviously, this had, like, bulletproof skin for some reason. <laughs> but she shot it in the side, which injured it a bit, mm. and then shot it in the eye. Yeah. Which killed it at the end. But I feel like I, I expected... Like 10. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like one, it was like basically only one shot really that killed him. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding? Yeah. So they basically, they get back in the car and as they drive away, Bernie and Bart just appear out of nowhere. They're still alive. And again, hop in the car and they drive off. And all we see is like this other massive humongous ball start squealing and screaming and which opens it for a sequel which i don't think is gonna happen i hope not but that does not need one that's bore like it's not a perfect movie Mm. which that's what i like about aussie movies though it's just balls to the wall let's give it a go (laughs) and sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't i feel like this movie does pay off in certain ways otherwise it doesn't um i would take it over razorback i Fucking oh, hated Razorback. Yeah, I thought it was, that was boring hard to as. Get through. Which, if you would like us to cover it, let we us will. know. Sadly, we cannot do a boo boo redo on this. Which, thank you for the response to that. Like, yeah, it was really nice to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Yeah, and it was fun. We would love to do it again eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sadly we can't do that because it's technically not a remake, but it is the same movie. Yeah, it's a big wild. Pig on steroids killing people. Yeah. In the Aussie Outback. Now, the fun thing I had thought about for this movie, <laughs> when we first watched this, I noticed there's a lot of fucks being dropped. Like, I feel like there was like a 30-second period in the movie and it's like there's 10. The scene at the <laughs> pub where the dude slaps Sasha on the ass, there's about seven dropped in the space of a minute. Yeah. Then when Bernie... Sorry, not Bernie. Ken and Bluey find the ball. There's more there with their conversation back at the truck. There's a couple of there. Like, it's just Aussies talking. Yeah. Like, we do swear a lot. If you have not listened to this podcast, then you would not know that Patrick swears a lot. (laughs) So, I decided to count the fucks for this movie. So, that's including fucked, fucking, (laughs) motherfucker. Like, just as soon as they... Any variation. Any variation of the F word. Now, we looked on IMDb. They said 76. 78 is what I got. 78. Pretty close. Pretty close, which was more than what I thought there was. I thought there was at least 60. Mm. I'm now on the hunt for 
a horror movie with the most F words in it because obviously I say it a lot in the podcast. <laughs> so, it's got to be my favourite swear word. Yes. If you know any horror movie that could beat 78 fucks, please tell us over on our Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod or on our Twitter. Official BWH Pod. Email us about it. BetterWatchHorrorPod at gmail.com. Like, just let me know because I really, really want to find out. Obviously, Boar is number one with 78 yeah. at the moment. If we can get a movie to the hundreds, I think I'd... <laughs> You'd be so excited. <laughs> I would be so excited. I would be really, really excited. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we will see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.